the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. Welcome in. Or as my cowboy friends like to say, howdy, howdy. It's the Rob Black Show. Heard here on Talk910.com. Talk910.com is the website uh, where you can stream the show. If, for instance, you're getting a little fuzzy reception, you can go to Talk910.com and stream it. You can get a podcast of a couple shows from the last couple days. If you really liked something that I said that you know you want to hear again or a second time, you can get a podcast at Talk910.com. Of course, you can always call the show, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Anything financial basically is the the law of the land on this show. Anything financial, we could talk about anything, anything that you want to talk about. If you're 20 years old and don't know how to save money for retirement, bring it on. If you're 30 years old and you're starting to think, hmm, those last 10 years went by pretty damn quickly. And I only work 40 years of my life from age 20 to 60. And then I need to live off from 60 to 100. There's stories out there today about CalPERS and CalSTRS, the California pension plans for teachers and public employees, how they're massively underfunded, massively underfunded. There's stories out there about other states being massively underfunding their pension plans. So what you think the government's going to give you in retirement, it's not going to be what what, what you're thinking. It's going to be a lot less than that. And Social Security, again, let's wake up and smell this one because I need you to hear this. Social Security sucks. Living off Social Security is is not a way of life. You're talking maybe, maybe $20,000 a year if you're lucky. You're talking somewhere between twelve dollars and $20,000 a year in, in you know, government aid. And it gets taxed. And about $10,000 in retirement goes to your Medicare, Medicaid, Medi-Cal. So you're talking, can you live off 5000 to 6000 after tax? Probably not. So not in the state of California, you can't. Holy mackerel. We've got high gas prices. We've got high home prices. We've got high energy costs. We've got high taxes on the left, high taxes on the right, everywhere. That's what I try to do with this show. That's what I try to do with the show is, is you know, again, wake you up and get you smelling, thinking about the future. You have to subsidize your pension plans. You have to subsidize your Social Security with what's called a nest egg. Now, in between talking about that and beating you into a submission, I'll talk about the stock market. You'll never find anyone smarter about the stock market than me. Maybe one or two people. But that's it. That's what I do super well. I don't dress up as Barbie well. I'm not a good cross-dresser. I don't, you know, fix cars terribly well. I used to fix cars terribly well 20 years ago, but I can't do that skill anymore because they're all computerized now. I can barely paint a wall. I love painting walls, but I can barely paint a wall. So long story short, I do one thing and I do one thing well, money and investments. And I talk about it. Radio show I'm not so good at. I ebb, I flow. 
you know, sometimes I don't come back to a topic that I promise I'm going to come back to, but I do my best. And that's where I, I give you my pledge. You listen, I'll educate you on finances and money, unlike anyone else has. So that's what I do. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Tomorrow, we get a big Tiger Woods announcement. Tiger's coming out of his hiding, so to speak. He's going to apologize for his bad behavior. He's going to discuss his past and possibly announce when he's going to end his self-imposed exile from professional golf. He's, it's not going to be a revelation. It's not going to be anything shocking. It's not going to be anything titillating. It's not going to be anything stimulating. You know how old Tiger Woods is? This can make you feel old. Try to guess his age real quick. He's 34. I know. Don't you remember a couple of years ago? He was just 18. He was a little pipsqueak out of Stanford. He's 34 now. He's been unfaithful to his wife. I personally think that's his business. But because you have corporate sponsors and $100 million on the left and $100 million on the right, you have an athlete who made a billion dollars in earnings. That's crazy talk. I mean, that's crazy. Go write that number down, and it's, it's stunning. So he has to come out, and he's got to start to fix his image. You know what, Americans? We forgive. He should go on Saturday Night Live and do a parody of himself trying to pick up women, and we'll laugh about it on Monday, and he'll, all will be forgiven. His absence has deprived golf enormously. He's the biggest draw. Sponsors like Accenture, which is a consulting company, once hailed Woods as the centerpiece of a marketing campaign, dropped him. AT&T dropped him. So pretty quickly. Money's out of the corporate sponsorships, money's out of the tournaments, money's out of the TV. Fall off has been dramatic. Super Bowl on February 7th, the National Football League's title game was seen by 106 million people, most watched television show ever. Now, ratings for the two PGA top event tours so far this season has seen an average of a drop of about 27%. So the overall environment for sports is healthy, but not for golf. Golf viewership's down 27%. TV advertising's probably dropped about 40%. So Woods is going to come out tomorrow. Probably have a couple small friends around him, some colleagues, some close associates. There's not going to be anything. Nothing aggressive. He's actually going to be at a golf course, Sawgrass, TPC Sawgrass in uh, Florida. So he's going to talk, and he's going to basically try to revive the sport. A lot riding on this. In 2009 of October, through 2009 October, Marketers spent $576 million to advertise on golf broadcasts. $576 million. That's, that's a lot of do-re-mi. So losses for companies like Nike, um, you know, their, their lost advertised revenue, probably about $200 million. So if he's out all year long. So the damage to a company like a Nike would be $200-plus million. So this is a big money story. Nike, publicly traded company, ticker symbol NKE. You can go buy Nike. I, I think Nike makes... Here's the thing. In California, I can't really say this. If I were in Iowa right now, if I was in downtown Des Moines, Iowa, I could say Nike makes damn fine shoes. But in California, Californians, shoppers, they're smart. They know better than that. So they'll fight you on that one. So they'll say, I disagree. Nike, you know, bad, bad, bad company. So, um, And their shoes aren't very good. And you can get a lot more bang for your buck elsewhere. But for me, for the average American... And again, the average American goes to McDonald's. 50% of Americans today will eat fast food. 50%. So that's a nutty, nutty, nutty thought, right? So anyway, you can own companies like Nike. And you can you know, invest in them for the long-term patient investor. It's out of Beaverton, Oregon. 
So Nike clearly tied towards Tiger Woods and golf. Before Tiger Woods and golf, Nike had no golf exposure, none. So Nike is the Greek goddess of victory. Did you know that? A lot of people do not know that. So helped others succeed in the time of war. Nike is the world's number one shoemaker. They dominate sports. So if you think about it, they dominate sports. They dominate cheerleading. They dominate baseball. They dominate golf. They dominate volleyball. They dominate hiking, tennis, football. They sell shoes for all sorts of issues. So they, they acquired a company called Umbro. Umbro is kind of like the poor man's ghetto Nike of Europe. If you ever watch soccer, you've seen Umbro here and you've seen Umbro there. So they dominate. So I, I even hesitate to say in the world of Monopoly, in the world of athletic gear, you spin the dial, you're going to land on Nike 40, 50% of the time. That's a good way to invest. Now, again, it doesn't always work out for them. Even my Nike got a lot of bad publicity a couple of years ago for having, you know, foreigners, uh, little children in Indonesia working or women. Women are, uh, they'll work for less wages and they can be intimidated according to, you know, world press releases and human rights organizations. So I say, bah, (laughs) I like my shoes being made by a teeny tiny little seven-year-old kid. I like it because I want my Nikes to be $100. I don't want $200 Nikes. I don't want $300 Nikes. I don't want $50 Nikes. I want $100. So a lot of my, my shoes have to be made overseas by little children. And I understand that. Sweatshops are okay for me because it keeps my cost of goods lower. If they were made in the United States, well, the pension plans and the 401ks and the state taxes and the, you know, how do you get a, a factory approved in this day and age? Not going to happen. I'd be looking at $200, $300 pair of Nikes. So I like sweatshops. Now, do I really like sweatshops or am I trying to, to tease? Am I trying to get you motivated to understand how investing works? Sweatshops keep cost of labors down. And when you keep the cost of labor down, you can produce more goods for a set finance, set finance amount of money. So it's a lot easier to predict your future and your fortunes. So, again, that's one of the benefits. And, again, people, some people will be listening to the show and they'll go, globalization, bah! Americans are losing their jobs and they're going to foreigners. <laughs> they're going to foreigners, but we're importing the, sh- the crap they make. I almost said a bit, dirty word. I was close on that one. I wonder if Heidi would have picked that one up. Um, yeah, but we import the stuff that they make at low cost of labor. Now, one of the bad things is as China and India become less third world, as they move less from the farm and they get to the cities, they're going to demand more, more wages. So the cost of labor may start to go up in those countries. So we'll, we'll start manufacturing stuff in Vietnam. We'll start manufacturing stuff in South Korea. We'll, we'll find other areas where we can manufacture So at low cost of labor. But then those wages will start going up. So it does become a problem. You can only outsource stuff for so long. And again, ladies, you're as guilty as men are. You know, your shoes be, are being made in foreign factories. So men, the sweatshirts you're wearing, the shirts you're wearing, there's one company called American Apparel, and it's a suck awful, horrible investment because it's made in America. It, that's, that's the truth. That's the fact, Jack. Companies like Gap, they can't survive unless they're making goods overseas because, again, down the road, we want a $10 T-shirt. We don't care if it causes cancer and causes a third head to grow out of our body. Third head. Third head. What about the second head, black? You missed that one. Well, I come from, my parents were from the South. That's all I'll say. Um, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. You want to talk Tiger Woods? We can talk Tiger Woods. You want to talk Nike? We can talk Nike. You want to talk globalization? We can talk globalization. We can talk NBC and the animal. Who's the animal? 
about the flying tomato? We could talk the flying tomato who wants to be known as the animal Sean White. 800-345-5639. Oh, and I got some investment lessons trickling in here and there, too. I'm not going to shortchange on that today. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. Talk 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Like, if you were to put together a best of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, also known as the Chilies, if you're cool, come out with something pretty good. It's the seventh album by the Chilies. There's just something fascinating about a band called the Chili Peppers, right? And about a a bass player named Flea. Flea once was dancing around stage with nothing on, just a sock on his junk. Now, I don't understand how that works, because if I were to put a sock on my junk, it's falling to the ground. But he was able to do it. Um, I think that's cool. I was telling, uh, talking to the receptionist here yesterday at Clear Channel, who's a stunningly beautiful woman, and it always makes me nervous. But I was, I was asking her, what was the last concert you went to? And she said, uh, Kelly Clarkson. And I said, did you pay for it? And she goes, no, 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 no. And I said, what was the last concert you went to that you paid for? And she said, couldn't remember. Isn't that funny? We've, we've turned into a, a nation of, we, we're not even going to concerts as much as we used to, because she's a young, hip thing. And young hip things typically go to concerts, but she said Kelly Clarkson was a, a, a heck of a singer. But anyway, I said, I like a lot of show. I like showmanship in my music. So dancing around naked on a stage with a sock, I think that's fun. There was a band that I liked in the 1990s called the Two Skinny Jays. And they were basically a, six white guys out of New York that rapped. And they did really, really good rap. If you go to YouTube and, and, and Google Two Skinny Jays, uh, one of the things that they did that was fantastic was... Um, they dress up for shows, so they'd always dress up in construction workers. They'd dress up as astronauts. They'd dress up as Jedi Knights, um, and they shake their butt. And I, I, as a white guy, I can't dance. So my advice to white guys dancing is drink a lot because at least you you still can't dance even if you drink a lot, but you don't feel as foolish. Um, I can't dance, and I always appreciate people who can dance. And these guys, oh, out of New York, fantastic! And uh, they would tour the area. The tour, the East Coast has a great regional music scene. And I'd always invite the bands to like, you know, hang at my house and uh, crash at my place because, you know, when you're touring, you don't have money for hotels or you don't want money for hotels. So they'd always come over and they'd smoke dope and I'd go, woo, I really like your music. So I'd come across as super puffy white guy like, yeah, I I like your music, which is like the worst thing possible to say to a musician. Um, Anyway, two skinny J's, a little bit more about me. 800-345-5639. So I like a little bit of showmanship in my shows that I go see. Um... Did you see, did you see, did you see, um, tickets went on sale for the Eagles today? They are so freaking old. They are so old, they've changed their name to the Bald Eagles. Then I'm done. I'll be here all week. Don't forget to tip your waiters or waitresses. Oh, the veal's real good, too. Let's go to Mike in Santa Rosa. Mike, how are you? Mike in Santa Rosa. Hey, Rob, how you doing? Good. Okay, so you were talking about uh, Tiger and how Accenture dropped him as a sponsor, right? Right, right. Any idea who's sponsoring the uh, PGA match play event this weekend? No. The one that Tiger Woods made sure that nobody on the planet will be talking about? No, um, I have no clue. Who is it? Accenture. 
Oh, yeah, the Accenture Match Play. That's out of Arizona, right? Right, exactly. So he picked Friday right in the middle of this event to make sure that absolutely nobody will be talking about it. You think that was intentional, or you think it's just time for him to get back to business? I think it's intentional. Really? Well, I think it's I think it's twofold. I think it's intentional. I think he wants to play in the Masters. But he could have done this Monday. He could have done it uh, next Monday. I think he did it on purpose. You, so you think he's that vindictive and mean? I think he's a boss. <laughs> you think you he's know, a I, boss? I, I think you don't mess with uh, Tiger Woods. Yeah, so he's he's like one of those, when you play video games, at the end of the level, there's always a big boss, and you, that's, that's always right. the toughest that's, fight. That's, that's Tiger Woods right there. That's... He's Mike Tyson and Punch-Out. <laughs> Mike Tyson and Punch-Out. I love it. So, All right, Rob. Now, Mike, real, real quick question for you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm guilty of this. I will watch golf if Tiger's in the running. I will not watch yes. golf at any other point in time. Um, I watch it religiously if Tiger's in it. I'll watch maybe... 20% of what I watch if Tiger's not in it. Okay. He's just a good yeah. story, and I, I don't yeah. get I don't get why. I mean, I do love golf, and I do have the nice high-definition television and HD and all that. It really looks great, but I have other stuff to do. You know, I got a kid and a wife, and if Tiger's not playing, I can't really justify it. You know? HD golf is it's one of the sports that is totally uh, changed because of it. It's, it's, it's gorgeous, and you truly get what they're trying to show you. Exactly. exactly. Oh. Before HD, when they'd have the shot of the ball flying through the air, and you can't really see what's going on. It just made no sense. But now it's in HD, and you can see all the, the rolling hills and the, the crystal clear water. It's beautiful. So, Mike, how old's your kid? Uh, he's one. He he's just turned one. Okay, I got a little one-year-old myself. It's a, a wonderful thing, isn't it? It sure is, actually. It really, really is. It's, it's all that they say and a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, and it's really right about as expensive as they say, too. Yeah, it's, it's not so expensive for me, so... Well, I'm getting killed, but <laughs> I like I like my nannies like I like my beer, Mexican. Then on bench, yeah, no, just me and the wife in a two bedroom apartment. Right oh, now. that's killer! That's horrible. You're you're t- you're packed in like sardines. Uh, what are you gonna do though? I don't know. Get a job. <laughs> I, I just got her. I've been listening to you for about a year, and I just got her to. Uh, we got her to open the 401k. Neither of us had 401k. We're we're 26 years old. Okay. And uh, so I got that started, and I've got a reserve fund for emergency started. And I even went out and bought that Rick Edelman book. Oh, good. So I'm so, taking all your advice. Mike, if I get hit by a bus, you'll be well taken care of, I think, because I, I think yeah. you've taken the steps to start figuring this out, and that's all you have to do. That's the idea. So, all right, Rob. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Congratulations to the little man, and uh, enjoy him. It's, it's, it's tons of fun. Thanks for the call. 800 345 Five six three nine. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. I won't tell people a lot about my private life, but kids are cool. I'll say that if uh, you can afford them, and they are crazy expensive, best thing I ever did. So, uh, women, not so much. Kids, best thing I ever did. So, internet usage. I saw this crazy statistic out there today. We're still living in the world of where, where how many people are using the internet. What was fascinating about this was. This study broke down different types of people. And again, when you talk Internet, you think Cisco systems. I want my Internet to be video friendly. I want to come home, dial up the girlfriend, dial up the, the sugar booger, and see her on in, in video. Email, it's so 1999, you know? It really is. I want more video. In fact, I'll say this. I hate email. I despise email. I don't know. I Probably I'm the only person in the world who could say that. Now, with that said... We still see these crazy statistics. Number of American women who access the internet topped 100 million for the first time in 2009, with about 102 million online compared with about 96 million men. More women online than men. Would you have thought that? I wouldn't have thought that. That's uh, I, That stumped me. 
Now, as the recession has taken hold in the last few years, the number of unemployed people accessing the Internet, it mushroomed by 130% from 2007 to 2009. Now, again, you would think fewer people are getting online because they're poor. They don't have jobs. Partly due to the huge ranks of the unemployed, people who are unemployed are surfing the net. They're watching YouTube. They're watching TV online. So 74% of unemployed people were using the Internet in 2009, up from 66% in 2007. Now, some people will go, but Rob, that's because they're looking for jobs at Monster.com. I don't think so. I don't think that's in our nature. Now, you know one thing that I want to do. When I leave radio, I want to invent a virus to kill old people. I want to wipe out everyone over age 65 because our Social Security is broken. Our Medicaid's broken. Our Medi-Cal's broken. Um, our pension plans for the state teachers broken. So you're over 65, Rob Lexington, come up with a virus that targets you and takes you down. Now, the older Americans continue to stream online with the number of Internet-connecting people over 65 up 24%. They're a pretty wired group. Who would have thought? Now, let's throw some states into this. Let's play what state do you think has the fewest people online or the fewest percentage of houses online? If you would have said Mississippi, you would have been correct. And that's Emma, cookletter, cookletter, ah, cookletter, cookletter, ah, hunchback letter, hunchback letter, I. That's how I learned how to spell Mississippi as a kid. I don't understand it, but it's me. Now, the most connected, the most connected state in the union, as far as online, it's Alaska. You know, from Alaska, you can see Russia's in their backyard. I don't know if you know that. So a lot of Alaskans are on the Internet checking out Russia and making sure they're not doing anything funky. Seventy-nine percent of Alaskans are online. California, only 17th in the nation as far as online states. At 67.6% of homes are online. To me, that's kind of an interesting set of numbers. Just 31% of American households lacked an Internet connection as of October 2009. That's down from 38% in 2007. So we are fully penetrated now. (laughs) <laughs> he just said penetrated on air. Sweet. I got the best job in the world. We are ultimately 70% of homes in America are online. 99% of homes in America have a TV. So online wants to get to the TV. And that's why you're seeing more and more internet TV stuff. You're seeing more fluff and more. You're hearing more about it. About 68% of Californians access the internet through home, work, or wireless connection compared with more than 75% of the population in more wired states. Most wired states, Alaska, Washington, Utah, and Oregon. I would not have thought that. Now, inside these numbers, there's even some more fascinating numbers. African Americans and Latinos surged up about 8 million people in 2007 to the point where a near majority of both groups access the Internet now. But the gap between whites and Internet access, which numbers grew by nearly 11 million, nearly substantial. So anyway, long story short, um, more and more people are online, but... We still don't have the services online that we want. We want faster internet. Google's on to something. We want more video. I want Skype that works without getting choppy. That's what I want. Skype that works without getting choppy, and I'll say, internet's over. It's done. It still has a long way to go. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Tiger doing his press release during the time that Accenture's got a tournament going. I think that's a funny conspiracy theory. I'll back that one. I'll back that one. 800-345-5639 is Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. The album 
from Dookie. Green Day. Trio? 1987. Um, I've seen Billy Joel in person. And he's the lead singer and he wears lots and lots of eye makeup. And Anyway, long story short, he's tiny. He's tiny. He's probably under 100 pounds and probably under 5 foot. So don't don't quote me on that because Lord knows I don't want to lose any credibility. But he's tiny. So that's all I got for you. 800-345-5639. He was so tiny to the point that his feet weren't touching the ground when he was sitting down. He's that kind of tiny. He can sit in a chair and and look like a 12-year-old child. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, um, stimulus money. Yesterday I did a story, and I, I don't know where I, I, I land on this, where I talked about President Barack Obama, and he's talked about how great the stimulus was and how it saved jobs and God bless America and things like that. I took a look at how much stimulus money has actually been spent because I'm kind of a, a stickler. I want to know before I don't know. And right now, about $220 billion has been spent. Now, 2008, we, 2009, we officially ended our recession. Woo, recession's over, right? Now, we did it by spending $220 million of government money. So it went basically, we said, let's print some money. So we printed the money. We didn't raise taxes. We printed money. And, you know, we didn't go to our bank account and take it out. We printed it and put it in our bank account, then took it out. How much more money is on the way? That's a good question. I could see left to spend and with tax cuts remaining. Keep in mind, tax cuts, we've saved about $93 billion. We've spent about $179 billion. That's where I come up with that $220 billion. Tax cuts remaining about $120 million, $220 billion, And left to spend about $247 billion. So we got more stimulus coming for the next year. A lot more. The whole stimulus was designed to basically run into 2012. Now, here's my conspiracy theory. Barack Obama did it because he wants the economy working on some level when he tries to get reelected. And again, it's not uncommon that this is done. A lot of spending bills are back in loaded so that they end at the right time. If the stimulus ended now or if the stimulus ended in 2011 and then things started getting bad in 2012, whoever's running for president against Barack Obama is going to say, look, things are struggling. Without that government money, we're dying. So there's 150, let's see, that's 400 billion, 520 billion left, and we've only spent about 220 billion. So there's some in process that's going to happen instantaneously, but a, a large chunk of that is back and loaded still so that it, it, it continues to play out during the next few years. Now, why do I tell you that? Because you can make money off that. You know that there's now some sort of visibility. Four things move the stock market. Four things move a stock. One of the most important things is visibility. A company like HP, they've got, you know, they bought EDS so they can get that service business so that they know for the next 10 years they're going to get $80 billion in services. It, it creates a lot of visibility. It creates a lot of comfort. It creates a lot of, ah. We know that a certain amount of smokers are going to smoke every single day. We know that, you know, some will die and some will actually quit. The numbers can be factored. The numbers can be put into a spreadsheet. And that's why you invest in companies like Altria. Because you can cut down your risk if you, if you know the consumption levels, if you know the product. If you, know, you see where I'm going with this? So if you know the economy in the United States is going to be somewhere between 2 to 3% for the next two years, you should take a little bit of relief in that. And you should have your money in some American uh, indices. 
whether they be large cap, small cap, mid cap, you have to have some exposure. So for all the criticism about the massive stimulus spending not working and warnings of an imminent economic downturn once the stimulus is removed, you know, most of the administration's stimulus spending hasn't even hit the economy yet. It's about a third of it has actually hit. So more stimulus coming. I'm not telling you that's the right way to invest. I'm just saying it takes out some of the uncertainty. Now, again, we're not creating jobs, and that's a problem. That's a problem. There's no doubt about that. Now, another big issue that people are talking about, China and the Dalai Lama and President Barack Obama. Today, the Dalai Lama said he and President Barack Obama discussed human rights and the religious freedom during a private White House meeting that took place amid objections from China. China, basically a huge trading partner, and they're angry. The Tibetan spiritual leader said that it was a great honor to meet with Obama and that they talked about his emphasis on the promotion of human values. He said after emerging from the White House that the president showed genuine concern about Tibet. And during the meeting, Obama, quote, stated his strong support for the preservation of Tibet's unique religious, culture, and linguistic identity and protection of human rights for Tibetans in the People's Republic of China. Very well-crafted sentence. He really doesn't want to piss off China. So... <clears throat> For instance, meeting took place amid huge tension, strained relations between U.S. and China. Relations have suffered recently. U.S. announced a planned $6.4 billion arms sale to Taiwan. Google threatened to exit China. So uh, China taxed American chicken imports. Now, again, we, in America, we eat the best part of the chicken. We cut off the, the feet, and I ain't eating that. <laughs> we ain't eating the feet and the lips. But in China, they love the feet and the lips. It's a delicatessen. It's It's wonderful. So it's a huge market. Now, the two countries have differed on steps recently, not just on the Dalai Lama, but on global warming, on nuclear programs in North Korea and in Iran. Every president since 1990 has, had, has met the Dalai Lama, so President Barack Obama had to. President Bush was the first sitting president to appear in public with him. Now, again, there is a lot of, you know, we met behind closed doors versus meeting in public. So each meeting has brought criticism from Chinese officials, and yet we still continue to have a relationship. For those of you who don't know, Tibet is basically ruled uh, under Chinese rule right now. There was a military invasion in 1950, and the Dalai Lama had to leave. Otherwise, he would have been probably imprisoned, maybe killed. He fled to India in 1959 after a failed revolt. So, um, big issue in this weird day and age. No Dalai Lama? No Bill Murray and Dalai Lama? Oh, she was producer of the year, but how shall we say she's failed me? I wanted a little Dalai Lama Caddyshack, producer of the year, now just glorified intern. Heidi, how are you? So it turns out that um, I use a lot of clips from YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And since those are unauthorized by whoever made Caddyshack, they took all the sound out. Oh, okay. Of, there's like a hundred clips on there of that exact thing, and there. they disabled all sound. Where the lava basically gives Bill Murray eternal life. I'm so angry right now. And he's got that going for him, which is nice. I'll just recreate the scene. So, okay. Caddyshack, one of the very first R movies Rob Black ever saw that featured women partially clothed. I remember that moment well in my life. 800-345-5639. And that's kind of funny. Heidi just looked at me like, that's a weird thing to say out loud. But I think most men remember the first R movie that we ever saw where there was partially clad women. So, um, I, I don't know. I saw it on HBO in my friend's house and I was like, ooh. So you don't understand what you're watching. You don't understand your hormones at that age. I mean, you have no clue. Um, anyway, long story short, uh, mine was Caddyshack, and another one was Stripes with Bill Murray. Bill Murray was big in my life. 
800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. That would be a good category for call-in. What was the first dirty movie you saw? I remember the first R movie that I wanted to see was The Warriors, but that had no nudity. And I remember another R movie that I had to see was Escape from New York. But again, that had no nudity. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. I'm a big fan of Stephen Colbert's. I just find him funny. Almost anything he does makes me giggle in some way, shape, and or form. There's a picture of him at the Winter Olympics. <laughs> he's just he's reading Cat Fancy. I think that's funny. He's one of the biggest sponsor for the U.S. speed skaters, <laughs> pulling in $300,000 just from basically mentioning it on his show. Um, and he's reading Cat Fancy at an event. I find that funny. Now, again, I'm easily tickled. As you probably have figured it out, 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Phil in Santa Rosa. Hey, what's up, Rob? Nice to talk with you. It's good to be talked to. Yeah, I like your show here. And uh, I was just calling because, once again, I've got myself into a bad financial situation here. I, uh, I had to foreclose on my house. I had a kid got the child support and the attorneys and all that whole deal here. And uh, I had to take out a loan on my 401k and I'm still taking the full amount out on my 401k. And um, um, I'm working as much as I can. I just don't know what to do with my money because I just feel like I just owe so much that I feel like I'm just wasting it. If I pay, you know, any of these things, how much you got in debt? Well, I have the second on the mortgage that foreclosed, which was like eighty-five grand. Wow! And uh, I have like ten thousand dollars of um, attorney fees, and I have about eight thousand dollars left on the loan of the four hundred one k that I've taken out. Question: um, How much money do you make a year? About eighty-five to a hundred thousand a year. Have you potentially looked at? Going into bankruptcy? I haven't. I was I was uh, talking to a couple guys at my work that are dealing with the same type of stuff, and they were they're doing it, you know. So yeah, I mean, I just don't know. I I I, uh, I haven't looked into it, but I'm willing to. Yeah, I think you probably should. There's um, cool. and again, I hate to use that state. I hate. Um, telling people to consider bankruptcy because it's not what my mom and dad would have done. Um, you know, it's not the the noble thing to do. It's you know, you got that debt, you should live with it. Is what my parents would say. Um, yeah. With that said, I think you should at least look at it. There's a, a good firm in San Francisco, and their website is Heiser H I S E R Law dot com Heiser Law dot com, and it's run by a female attorney who I think is pretty compassionate. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to get out of your debt on your own. You may be able to, again, go into some sort of bankruptcy, some sort of structured bankruptcy, some sort of forgiveness of debt. 
Um, again, with childcare, um, you know, did you divorce the mother or is the mother in around? The, the mom has her half time now. I, I, I've attained like half custody. You know, she just played that whole game where I had to go through the court system to do anything. Yeah. And, uh, I've, and that was worth the fight. That's why I don't really care about the money. Plus the house, you know, all these people were scandalous at that time. My, my mortgage guy was, you know, no longer in business. They played their games. So I really don't feel too guilty on it. And I did attain what was important to me was my daughter. And uh, I paid off all the child support and I pay everything, you know. I don't have a problem with paying that either. It's just, uh, I'd, you know, I just, I don't want to be making this money and, and just trying to start my life over here and, and just still in debt forever. It's tiresome, you know. I want to move on here and yeah. try to start over. Have you done everything that you're supposed to do, Phil? Um, create a budget, see how much, you know, put your debt in, in writing in front of you so you can actually figure it out. Have you done anything like None of that. None of that, man. I'm totally horrible with paperwork, and uh, I just sit here and, you know, I make good money, and I work hard for my money. I just, I waste it, you know? I mean, I'm happy. I, I do what I want to do every day, and <laughs> what do you, I eat well. But... What, do you, what do you waste your money on, Phil? Um... I don't know. I wouldn't say I wasted. I just do what I like to do, you know, have fun and, uh, you know, enjoy myself. And, and actually, I, I spend the majority of it on, like, trips with my daughter to special places, you know, That's Disneyland and wherever. So instead well, of, I wouldn't say it's wasting it, but I'm not yeah. putting it to where I should and paying back my debt. And even worse, Phil, you're not saving enough to retire on. So No, I'm not. And there's no chance you're going to be sending your daughter to college. Um, so you're gonna have to like come to terms with that. You can help her with loans and you can help her with paperwork and you can help your daughter on a lot of levels. But the reality is, is I would look at your budget, Phil. There's a good website called, there's a good website called justthrive.com, justthrive.com. And it's gonna take you a couple hours to get through it, but it'll tell you like, Phil, you need an emergency fund. And it'll literally say, Phil, you need an emergency fund. Phil, you're spending too much money on your daughter. Um, and again, (laughs) if I were $90,000 in debt like you, I want to be going to Disneyland. Because Disneyland, as you know, is a couple thousand dollars. Boom, yeah. just like that. Um, well, that's the way it goes sometimes. You, you know, life's kind of short. You don't know what's going to happen. But Well, Phil, you, you say that now, and you're, you're young and powerful now. But when you're 65 years old and you're eating cat food, you're going to say, I sucked. I should have changed things while I could because you still can change things. And, again, that's why cool. I'm thinking I think you need a debt-to-income ratio statement. If you send me an email, Phil, I'll send you out some of the forms that you could fill out to figure out how close you are to bankruptcy and or not. Um, but it's going to take you a little bit of time and it's going to suck. But with that said, I understand. I think that's what you got to do as a father. I think the, you know, the worst thing is you're, you're basically setting yourself up to live with your daughter when you're 65 years old. So because you are a good father and that's a wonderful thing, that's, that's lovely, but I don't know if she's going to want you at 65. So thanks for the call. Um, send me an email, Rob at robblack.com and I'll send you some, the basic forms like debt to income ratio worksheets. Um, there's a worksheet called get to know your debt uh, where you basically dig into the deal, the details of your credit, your credit card bills. You know, what are the charges? Who have the highest balances? Pay those off first. That crack whore known as Susie Orman says, pay off your uh, smallest credit card first. Crack whore. She's crazy. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Stephen Colbert does a segment called that's the most effed up thing I've ever seen. Um, like a fish that, that it has a, a fish inside its mouth that eats the fish before the fish eats the fish. Um, 
it's the craziest effed up thing I've ever seen. So you really got to get to know where you are. You try to reduce your interest rates. Um, there's what I would refer to as dialing for dollars, where you call your creditors and say, I'm, I'm hurt. I need this. But HeiserLaw.com is a, a pretty good firm in San Francisco as far as bankruptcies go. And I think they're pretty legit, all things considered. Let's go to Scott in San Francisco. Scott. Um, I've just got a quick question. Um, XM Radio, Satellite Radio. How does a company like that, with the same management over the last couple of years, they've lost money beyond the wazoo over and over and over again? I mean, they're losing less and less money. But how has their stock climbed to a dollar and fifteen cents when you know the financials are the same as they were when the when their stock was trading at twelve cents? Right. Well, in when their stock was trading at twelve cents, what were we involved in? We were involved in a credit crisis, and now that credit crisis is starting to ease a little bit. This is a company a lot like AOL that is in the business of pulling in revenue to support and service the debt that they have. So if they can get more debt, they feel comfortable. Now, their big issue technically on paper is are they going to be able to keep Howard Stern after next year when his contract's over? Uh, because if he doesn't, I, the company implodes. They have so much debt, Scott, that I don't think that they can survive on their own. I think they'll be acquired by Liberty Media uh, because Liberty Media basically did a big debt swap with them that said, you know, we get your satellites if you fail. And I think they do financially fail. XM Satellite uh, once was XM versus Sirius, and they merged the two. CD Quality Music, 250 channels. Uh, Martha Stewart, Howard Stern, the NFL, NASCAR, Oprah. Um, you can buy them at Best Buys and Radio Shacks, or you can get them installed in cars. The, the recession in cars really hurt uh, the company as well. But yeah, they just hit a new 52-week high on three times the average volume. So something's happening. Someone's saying, you know, um, we're, we're pursuing this. They're, they're, they're chasing it with money. Uh, 14 million total calls trading versus uh, the put. So people are betting that it goes higher. Um, they're expected to report earnings in mid-March, and one analyst has a, a $1 price target on it, um, 257,000 fourth-quarter subscriber gain, recent Arbitron study, um, cash flow should make refinancing easy, rising. Okay, so that's that's the story right here is falling cost, 18.5 million loyal subscribers who are accepting price hikes, Entrenched growth via factory installs in most new cars, limited debt maturities until 2013, and rising cash flow should make refinancing easy. So that's the story right now. And again, um, let me pull up the financials because, hey, Scott calls. I'll take a, a, a little dirty look for him. Let's take a look. So, would, would he, so you think Howard Stern would – aren't they paying him like $100 million a year? Yeah, yeah, for five years. Now, again, a lot of that was in stock options that imploded on him, but there's there's talks now. Again, he's – you know Howard Stern. Basically, any time a contract's up about the year before, he, he he waffles, maybe I'll come back, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll come back, maybe I won't. He kind of negotiates on the air, and he's right now saying that, that he's looking to get back into free radio. And the big rumor is that Clear Channel's going to sign him, which is interesting yep. because Clear Channel failed to pay him the last couple months of his contract when he went into bankruptcy. So you'd think that there would be some bad uh, blood, but he's going to go after money and clear channel probably will have more money than satellite. will. so if Howard Stern leaves and do you see the stock just, if it's acquired by the second company, just the stock imploding as well, going diluting down to almost nothing. Or I, do you see yeah, the company. It's tough you know, to tell. I mean, if, if you base the company, 
and I, I'm an earnings guy, uh, but some people are what are called earnings before interest tax depreciation amortization, EBITDA, where it, you judge a company by their cash flow and their ability to service debt. For instance, maybe CBS, and this is a maybe, this is a hypothetical, maybe CBS wants Sirius Satellite Radio because you get 18.5 million paying subscribers. And that's cash flow coming in. Then CBS can go out and develop new TV shows that are very expensive, but they're able to service their debt because of that. So um, I'm not I'm not in the business of ifs and buts. You know, if they get acquired, would it go higher? Um, but who knows? You know, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, so what a party would have. Revenues on the story look great: six hundred million in 06 to nine hundred million in 07 to one point six billion in 08. Um, but they lost $1 billion in 06. They lost $500 million in 07 and lost $5 billion in 08. So, again, yeah, they're just hemorrhaging cash. Um, so just, just a matter of people buying stock and them then, then calling their friends up saying, I need more money, I need more money. Yeah, yeah, and Mel Carmazan's great at raising money. My, my personal opinion is that you could own a stock like this, Scott, if you own 19 studs. This, to wow. me, is a dog with fleas. Um, you can't own 20 dog with fleas because yeah, then you, you can own a lot of frontline though. <laughs> you, you would have to have a lot of frontline. Exactly. So fleas frontline kills fleas. That was a good, good tip in from him. But, um, yeah, there's a chance that the stock's a home run at these levels. There's a chance that it's a strikeout. It's very, very Mark McGuire. And that's either going to win you the game or lose a game. So in the world of money, no more than 5% of your net worth in something that is this risky. This is Vegas money. This is crazy talk. Um, because they have so much debt. And again, let me just, I, th- I think this is interesting. Um, I should have pulled up this statistic while I was talking to you a little bit earlier in the, the conversation. I don't have money in, in Sirius Satellite right now. I mean, I didn't get the six, the 12 cent to the dollar move on it. Um, total debt is about $3.2 billion right now. And you can buy the whole company in cash for $4.3 billion. So, that's kind of crazy. This is a, a pretty expensive company. Now, the debt to income, the debt to equity, uh, not even available at this point in time. So total cash, $300 million. They got $300 million in cash. And again, they lost $5 billion last year. So they're going to be running and you know uh, needing cash soon. But their debt to equity, it's, it's off the charts it's so much. So it, it's a struggling company. If they don't get acquired, they ain't going to make it. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. You can also drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Don't drop me stock questions by email. I can't answer them. You can drop me theories. You can drop me things that you want me to get on air. But I can't do stock questions by email for legal SEC and ASD reasons. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Email rob at robblack.com. You're listening to Talk 910, 910 AM, more stimulating talk. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 